Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. We've got a phenomenal story to share with you, as, of course, all Jesus stories are phenomenal stories, but we get to hear from a married couple running a business on their own the second time around who thought they were done, but they aren't. With the business, not their marriage. Well, you don't really know, <laughs> oh, do you? maybe. <laughs> so before we, get to, before we get to Lyle and Sarah Squires, we got a couple of announcements, Martha. We do. So listeners, we um, love connecting with you. And I just want to invite you to go to our website, iworkforhim.com. We have a contact page there. You can actually just type us a message in and we'll email me. Um, Our phone numbers are there. Our listener line is there. If you've never taken the opportunity to call in and leave us a message, you can call 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. And there um, you have a minute, but if you want to have a longer conversation, uh, just get it started there and I can give you a call back. But one of the things that we um, just, we'd love to hear from you about is What's going on in your workplace? How is God at work? What is he doing in your heart? How is he um, changing you and um, making the workplace more of a mission field for you? So um, just connect to us. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, words of affirmation, our number one love language. So always love to hear from you. So the contact us on iworkforhim.com. That's iwork, the number four, him.com. Or you can always call and rant and rave about us, 866-713-9675. 866-713-9675. Yeah, call and rant and rave about I will about call me. and leave a message about that cute co-host you should, <laughs> you should definitely you feel better do that. about that i okay. would i'd feel phenomenal about it. that'd be fantastic i'd love that all right listen not everyone has the gift of being an entrepreneur but everyone's called to work and not retire there's nothing in the bible that calls you to retire yet in america we've been told a lie in the church that the american dream is really what christianity is all about but it's not Christianity is all about serving the Lord right till we run the very end days of our race before we then enter eternity. We're already part of eternity, but when we actually get that new body and start again running with the Lord face to face. So today we're going to talk with a couple that has run a business a couple of different times. They've spent life together, 48 years together. They thought they were done. I'm not sure what that really meant. Whether they were (laughs) done with themselves or done with their marriage or done with their business, they thought they were done. But they're not, because they're sitting here today at the Office Pride Annual Retreat, getting ready to share their story of being an Office Pride franchisee. Again, love for you. If you've ever thought that you want to be a business owner and you wouldn't know how to even get started, you should check out Office Pride online, officepridefranchise.com. Lyle and Sarah Squires, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank Thank you. you. Good to be here. All right, we're going to have some fun. It is, I, I, don't, I don't think so, but we'll make sure. Martha's asked me a phenomenal question. I love that my wife is always paying attention because I, I got control of the power. Martha, why don't you start you us off? So I'm Lyle and Sarah, we want our listeners to get to know you while we're getting to know you as well. So first off, Sarah, why don't you share with us your Jesus story? My Jesus story in relationship to just, the, just how you become a Jesus follower. Well, my Jesus own. story is a long story. Well, <laughs> we only have an hour, <laughs> okay. so let's. Yeah. let's okay, let's, I'll give you the, the cliff notes. There, there you go. go. So, I was raised in a Christian home, and um, I was very fortunate that both of my parents were Christians, mm-hmm. and that we were exposed to the gospel 
um, at a very early age. And then eventually, as I entered adulthood, um, I realized that my relationship with Jesus needed to be at a deeper level than what it had been previously. And so I just basically started to get into the Word um, and really start to study it and felt that relationship grow and recommitted my life to Jesus. So kind of did that at an older age, I guess. That's awesome. And Lyle, how about you? How did you become a follower of Jesus? Well, when I I was a very uh, child, I grew up in a very poor household, you know, we didn't have much and stuff, you know, and uh, I didn't really follow Jesus back then. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even, it was more concerned about where where our next meal was going to come from. And so I met Sarah and uh, met her mother, and through her mother, I got saved. And so, but her mother was really on fire. And so there's a lot of people. If you get you came in contact with her, you're going to know exactly what, where she was at, and you're probably going to end up getting saved. And so I got saved through her mother. We went to a concert that she wanted us to go to, and we both walked up during that concert. She was on one end of the aisle, I was on the other end of the aisle. We walked up at the same time, we both got saved that night. And that was... How many, how, many, how many years ago was that? Good grief. <laughs> a long time ago, probably 30 years ago. Or so. Wow. Okay. So 30, 40. <laughs> but, you were, but you were already What's married. decades at between that friends? Yes. Yeah, we were already yes. married. We were already married. Yeah. We were married, but at the concert, <clears throat> we had been separated. It was a Christian concert, and Lyle was literally on one side of the auditorium, and I was on the other because when my mother took people, there were tons of people there. Um, and so when they did the altar call for recommitment, mm-hmm. unbeknownst to me, Lyle was responding at the same time I was yeah. for. And so then we ended up down at the altar, and I'm kind of looking at him, and he's looking at me like, hey. So, so How so beautiful fun. is that, though? Because then you weren't doing it out of any, like, well, he's doing it, I'm going to no, do it, or I'm right, doing it, she's right. doing it, you know, no, whatever. No, there we was weren't. none of that. None of that. Which just is a be- beautiful, authentic I know, thing. I know. So then, so then Sarah's father, who was a very strong Christian man, uh, he kind of brought me along. Hmm. You know, he kind of showed me how to be a good Christian man, how to be a good Christian husband. And uh, he's gone now, but I, I think of him daily. I mean, hmm. he was he is just a great man, great Christian man. And I learned a lot from him. So how'd you guys I, meet? I mean, so you, you, you <clears throat> didn't meet you didn't meet <laughs> Jesus first. Uh, it, only is, tell the PG-rated yeah. story, yeah. okay? I was a milkman. Oh. When I was in high school, I was running a milk route. And back in the day when you delivered milk to people's sure. houses and stuff, uh-huh. and Sarah's house was one of the houses on the route, and she was dating the other milk kid that was on the, tr- on the truck with me. And so I, I switched around so I could deliver it to her house, and I got, <laughs> got to know her that way. And then uh, I, we just, I, I ran out of gas, and she picked me up, gave me a ride, and just kind of went Literally there, you know? ran out of gas yeah. in his car. Yeah. yeah. She had so, a friend. Yeah, he ran out of gas. Right. He planned it. How did you call her? You ran out of gas. How did you get a hold of her? You had, to find, had a quarter in your pocket. That would have been a dime. He ran out then. of gas right in front of her house. I was, I, was yeah. walking, I was walking down the street with a gas can in my hand. And she and, and you friend, walked by her. No, house. no, no. She and a friend saw me, and they pulled over and said, "Hey, what's going on?" I said, "I ran out of gas." I said, "Well, we'll give you a ride at the gas station." 
And that was it. And we just oh, well, we lived history. in a community that was only six thousand people. Yeah, so, it was a small. You know, community. on a Friday or Saturday night, that's all you did was drive, drive up and down yeah. the one main strip. You know, so you're, it wasn't hard to find. You're exposing the world to a whole different life of the milkman and driving know, right? up and down the street. It was crazy. I know. Oh, those were good days. The, the <laughs> younger people days. aren't going to know what we're talking. No, about. No, no, it no. is amazing. They used to deliver. We had even in our early years of marriage, when our kids were little, we had milk delivered to our door. Even. Oh, yeah, that was my favorite thing. I had all my dairy delivered. It was great when you have little little kids. and Yeah. yeah. All right, so... Not in Florida. That'd be dangerous in in Florida. Florida, It would go bad. You'd have have, uh, cottage cheese out front. All right, so 48 years of marriage. (laughs) How many of those years were you guys uh, entrepreneurs? I mean, how many many of those years were you guys running your own businesses? Well, I I worked for Federal Express as a manager for over 20 years. And so then... I retired from that at the age of 50, and I had to have something to do. Quote, unquote, retired. Yeah, retired, yeah. (laughs) But I had something to do, so I was looking around, and I kind of bummed around for two or three years. And uh, (laughs) another company uh, called Mid-America Building Maintenance out of Wichita, Kansas, Dick Olick, everyone know who Dick Olick is, uh, he called me and wanted to know if I was interested in running an operation for him in Topeka. And so I started as a manager for him in Topeka. It's a janitorial company. And then... After about a year, he sold it to another company called Executive Management Services, and then I just stayed on. And so for my first hire was Sarah because it was all messed up. The office was all messed up and couldn't find anything, you know, and I just felt like I was just chasing my tail in that office. So I said, would you come to work for me? She goes, well, I guess. And so she came to work for me. And Leaving a previous yeah, full-time really good job, job in to my come to work career for me. that so I had. So you left a job that had pay and benefits. And benefits. Exactly. So, yes. fif- so 15 years later, you know, and then we... We decided to retire. All right, so let's let's go back to so you were fifty ish when you retired, quote unquote, from FedEx. Another free plug right here, and I work for him, Lyle. <laughs> As we talk with Lyle and Sarah Squires from Topeka, Kansas. So you didn't know what you were going to do with your life, so you wandered around. You wandered the streets aimlessly, trying to figure out what you're going to do with exactly, your life. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and then you so you got into the commercial cleaning franchise business under with somebody else, right? Not Office Pride. Yes. Yet, and then you then you drug Sarah into it. Absolutely. Okay. And and then you decided you were done and you retired. Right. At age 65, I was done. You were well, done. We had, we had multiple discussions about when we were going to be done. And we had prayerfully considered kind of what our ending time should be with the previous company. And so in October 2015, we formally retired. Yeah, and Kay. then what happened? So then we're leading the happy life of retirees, doing whatever we want, you know, just having all this money and, you know, just... just and after just, three just, weeks, you're like, what the heck did we do? Yeah, yeah. No, How no, long did it take, Sarah? It, How long it, did it take? Oh, I was, second yeah, I was enjoying it. You I honestly... Yeah. <laughs> I, because I had never not worked, and so I, when he worked for FedEx, that was a lot of, um, he was management, that was a lot of long, long hours, and we have four children, with a lot of baseball games and all of that other stuff that goes along with that. And so I, you know, he would leave before the sun came up Mm -hmm. and he'd come home after the sun went down. And so, yeah. So looking back, I should have been a lot more tired. How long did it take you to realize that it wasn't going to work as retired, being retired? Mm, About the time you said we were getting a franchise. (laughs) 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 That was, that was when. (laughs) Office yeah. Pride franchise, yeah. Office yeah. Pride franchise.com. That's right. Yeah. Nice plug. I like that. Okay. So, 
But but seriously, where did you ever get the idea? So you guys became Christ followers. You were in your 30s, right? Is that what you guys right. said? Oh, right. I was younger. You were young, Well, you were younger, but when you were rededicated your life right. and you guys together were absolutely. walking with Jesus for the yes. first time in your marriage. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Where did you ever hear that retirement was something you absolutely had to plan for? That that's just like, okay, we need to decide we're retiring. Where did you get that? Did you learn that at church? Yeah, I, th- I don't know about church, but I know early on I heard a lot of uh, you know, business people saying you need to plan for your future, you know, for your retirement years and everything. And so I was looking forward to it. I really was. You know, I thought, you know, we could travel the world, do whatever we wanted to do. And so about two months later, I realized that we weren't going to have the financial resources that I thought we were going to have. I'd made a woeful mistake on one of our largest investments and the return on one of our investments. And instead of being at the level where it was at, it was, short, it was shortly after it was half of what it was supposed to be. And shortly after that, it was a fourth of what it was supposed to be. And so I was financially in trouble. Mm. I couldn't continue living the same lifestyle in retirement that I lived when I was working. Well, sure, because you retired right before the dot-com bubble. Well, whatever. I don't know. But <laughs> at any rate, it, it was a problem. And so I, I thought to myself, well, how am I going to overcome this? <clears throat> and so, you know, I, I could have sat there and worried about it all day and, but I, I started praying about it, talked to Sarah about it, and we both prayed about it. And uh, I knew that in the Bible, God talks about being faithful to you, to us, if we're faithful to him. We've always been faithful. Mm-hmm. We've always been tithers. We've always been real active in the church. And so I w- wasn't really worried about it. And so it wasn't like two days later, I got a call from Troy Hopkins, who is Todd Hopkins' brother. And uh, Troy said, uh, you don't know me? I'm Troy Hopkins. I'm with Office Pride. He said, I have this large account in Topeka, and I need somebody to manage it for me. And I said, thanks a lot, Troy, but I'm not interested. And and he was in the kitchen on his cell phone with Troy, and I literally was in our living room going, <laughs> yeah, going like, no, 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 you know, because knowing Lyle, well, now knowing Troy, who could sell anyone on anything, um, I would have like... <laughs> disconnected the phone call rather than just doing the motion but so so then i i got another call from dick Olick right after that and dick Olick, my mentor he said well if you talk to office pride because troy reached out to me and i said yeah he said what'd you tell him i said no i'm not i'm not interested i don't want to work that hard he said don't say no he said just go in like a, a consultant at this particular location just so many hours per week you'll be fine doing that and i said i well, i can do i could do some consulting work and so Troy called me back. He said, did you, did you talk to Dick? I said, yeah, I talked to Dick. He said, what do you think? I said, well, I could do some consulting work. He goes, how much is that consulting work going to be per hour? And I told him, he goes, done. I said, I thought to myself, I should have doubled that amount. You know? <laughs> but at any rate, so I'm, I, we go out and we hire a janitorial company. And we're, we're cleaning this big account in Topeka. All right. I'm working out there three or four hours a week. Everything's fine. And then all of a sudden, we're sitting in our living room. And uh, some person comes up and knocks on our front door. And, and it wasn't the police. No, it wasn't the police. It was one of my form, uh, former customers who had eight buildings in Topeka. And she said, you know, since you guys have gotten out of the business, she said, my buildings are really bad. And she said, I, would you be interested in coming back cleaning our eight buildings for us? And I said, well, it just so happens that I am kind of back in the business a little bit. Said, oh, great, great. Can you come down and talk to us? It's fine. So I went down that Monday and, and we signed the deal. And so now I'm cleaning... I'm managing this account for for Office Pride, and I'm, I'm cleaning eight buildings downtown. And so we had the discussion. We said, well, I guess we might as well go ahead 
and and jump in and start an office pride franchise to Topeka, Kansas, because you know, I just think God's leading us this way. This is a, a God thing. I went into my prayer closet. Yeah, I did. And <laughs> I never came out. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, I was going to do I this. I went into my prayer closet because I really believed that if God wanted us to do this, He would affirm that to us. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And of course. And and if that was not the direction, if there was something else that we needed to be doing, then He would lead us in that direction. Well, the one thing yeah. I want to tell you though. I was 65 when I got into this thing. The and franchise. I, I, yeah, into the franchise. And I would tell anybody that's getting close to that age, it's invigorating. Mm. It's stimulating. It's like a whole new lease on life. When you get in and, and, you, and you buy an office-wide franchise, it's so much fun. I know there's bad days, the hiring and the mm-hmm. customer problems and stuff like that. But for someone that's in their 60s, you, you, you get an office-wide franchise it's like it revitalizes. It's like brand new. It's well, like well, let's, you're let's 10 years because, younger. Because we want to make sure it doesn't sound like an infomercial, although we're super right. excited about Office Pride. It, but this was a... God was really in the center of this thing, Sarah, wasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, oh, we're we're going to yes. talk to Sarah now. Okay. Lyle likes it. Does he do this at home, too? <laughs> we're both extroverts. <laughs> can I tell So, but God, when you went in the prayer closet to hear, Lord, is this what you really want? Is, is this what you really have for us? What did he say? He said, if he led me through specific scriptures concerning water that he would that uh that well the the bottom line after a couple weeks of prayer was um i will bless this business i will my heart's desire and always has been but he really spoke to it when i was in the prayer closet was um to be able to buy a well not to be a shareholder in it, but to buy a well. Because if you don't have clean water, a water to drink, well. a water yeah, well. water well mm-hmm. yeah. Um, in a foreign country. And if you don't have that, then what, you know, you don't, ha- it just, you so know. So much well, stems yeah, from that. Yeah, there's yeah. just so, yeah. you know, the yeah, children the, don't get they, to. They spend so much time getting water, water. that they, they can't go to school. And it's and something we take for granted right. you turn the faucet on it's in a bottle and, it's there, you? and yeah. there it is you know and so so i went back to lyle and i said i don't know what god's telling you but this is what he's been telling me um and i don't know he just opened up really we are odd that we're the age we are um it's odd that you're in your late 60s no, no. no that and starting and starting, franchise. And starting franchise franchise. Our age. sure well, yeah I mean, you know. yeah because you know most people have young families. We were in a totally different yes. place. But yeah. but I believe that God really used all of those 15 years, you know, in this type of business. Um, and Yeah, God was faithful in that, too. He didn't have me go out and open a restaurant. He didn't have me go open a body shop. He put me right back into the business that he knew that I knew mm-hmm. a lot about mm-hmm. and that she knew a lot about. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't it was it was effortless for us because we already knew the ins and outs, the ups and downs. We were already accustomed to that. And so it was much it was easier for us to make a transition than it would be a normal person, you know, that sure. maybe it was a it was data keep data data processing and now all of a sudden they're doing janitorial. I hear that all the time because I'm a certified trainer for Office Pride. People coming out of different business fields, they have no idea what the janitorial industry is like. And it's tough for them to, mm-hmm. to make that jump 
but they can do it. I mean, you, you can do it. But it was real easy for us because we were already doing that for 15 years. We're talking today with Lyle and Sarah Squires. They're Office Pride franchisee owners in Topeka, Kansas. And you are going to, the, the stories, we've already heard quite a bit of story. We really want to hear about, well, more. Martha, take it. Well, um, I just was, in the last segment, we were talking about you guys' decision-making process yes. to go back to to start a franchise to for be Office undone. Pride. Done. To be undone. That's right. <laughs> yes. And undone. Sarah, you were talking about going in your prayer closet and how the Lord really impressed on you about being able to own a well. Yes. And I just, I want to carry that through because you don't yet own a well. No. Right? But no. this was a part of you making this decision to say, yes, I'm, I'm willing to do this because you honestly were, you were, you'd hung up a hat. You know, you guys had gotten, you'd ended a chapter and, um, that's a very emotional thing. Look to, up a hat was, and put away your shoes. Well, it was, it was very emotional for mm-hmm. me because at this point in my life, having raised our family, having had my own profession for all those years, and then having worked for Lyle, I didn't want to go into this and get blindsided. So I knew that I had to be able to know that God was behind this, that that would be what would carry us forward. Um, And it really, you know, Lyle brought up a little bit about um, needing the additional revenue, and God has so blessed in that area um, this decision. But aside from that, my heart was he'd always enabled us to help, like our church or he would just bring people across mm-hmm. our path that needed different things. Mm-hmm. And so over, you know, m- years that we had been doing that, I just needed to know that if we were moving forward with this, that there would be a piece of it that we could give back. That that was above and beyond our ties. And mm-hmm. that was because... That was, my dad was such a strong Christian and a strong businessman, and he always impressed on us, always. It does not matter. You tithe off your business, you tithe off of your earnings, you know, like Mm -hmm. if if you're employed by FedEx, you do that. If you're a private business owner, you do that. And Mm -hmm. so you don't separate it out. And so I just needed to know that that the revenue that was going to be being produced could help others and the well was just the part that god spoke to my heart sure so lyle when sarah came to you and you guys were discussing that um that was a that was an agreement that as in this new organization that you'd be developing that that there that god would have a bigger um give back program or whatever that might Mm -hmm. look like but i just wanted people to hear that because um you know it's important that we are seeking the Lord in the yeah. decisions that we're making. And we truly believe that um, as married people, especially working together, that can, God can give us a heart of unity if we seek it. Absolutely. And, and when we're not in unity, there's usually, you know, one of us is wrong or we're both wrong, mm-hmm. you know. And so um, I just think it's important for people to kind of hear out uh, the rest of that. So thank you for sharing that. That's pretty great. All right, so what's the story behind the broken arm? Was it a fist fight in a Harley bar? or <laughs> You've been listening to the wrong people. It wasn't <laughs> Actually, I was, I was riding into the complex where we live at, and there was a trash bag on the ground, and I, was, I, was, I reached down to try to pick it up. I was riding my bike, 
and I've got new pedals and new shoes, and I couldn't get my foot out of the pedal. So wrong kind uh-huh. of bike. Uh-huh. A bicycle. It was a bicycle. Oh, yeah. okay. Sarah, won't not let, a Harley. Sarah won't let me have a Harley. I want a Harley. She won't let me have one. Well, so no. I reached down to pick it up, and I couldn't get it, and I, I fell <sighs> on my wrist and cracked two bones. Always yeah. a janitor, though. You were trying to I clean it up while you were efficiently working. Okay. So you thought you were done, Sarah Squires. You yes. thought you're going to retire. You're going to ride off into the sunset, get seashells every day. Yeah. Ride around, see the see the world, and yet God said, no, I'm not done with you. You know, it's not time for you to die. It's not time for you to shrivel up and watch. You did not, okay. (laughs) So let's just talk about your, 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 I want to, I want to talk in in this segment, I really talk about three things. The the biggest thing you've learned about running a business together, then I want to talk about what God has taught you guys spiritually, and then I really want to talk about how you guys have had that paradigm shift to look at this as a ministry every day. So, Sarah, start. Let's start with the with, with, the, with what's God taught you in these since 2015. What has God taught you about or, or taught you spiritually, personally? What have you learned about God since 2015 when you became Office Pride franchisees? Oh, and, he, and where it became undone. That He's always bigger than any situation that presents itself, and that if you're just faithful, and that if you go back to the Word that there will always be a nugget there that will guide and direct you, that you just need to be quiet sometimes, which is not always... Does that happen much in your household? No, no that's, that's what I was going to say. Not a lot, no. But that if, but if you're quiet, that he will lead and direct you and guide you. Um, so that's, that's kind of where I come from on that. And Lyle, how about you? What has God been teaching you spiritually in this Office Pride franchise owner journey together? Um, <laughs> he's taught me how to be humble, you know, and how, how to really, how to really uh, seek him in all situations at all times, you know. And that also, this is not our business. We'd like to think it's our business yeah. at times, you know. Yeah, we're, we're the face of Office Pride in Topeka, but it's God's business. Yeah. He was the one who brought this into our lives. And he's the one that controls it. He's the one that prospers it. And when we're having trouble, we, we pray to God and we say, you know, what should we do in this situation? Whether it's a financial situation or a an employee, op- employee or issue, operational issue or whatever. Do you have employee issues? Occasionally. <laughs> occasionally. Not, okay. not hardly ever. Hardly no. ever. Because our no. employees love us. They really do. All right. So you've been married 48 years. Yes. You were married 43 years when you did, well, 44 years when you became undone. You thought yes. you were done, and now you became undone. Yes. How, as a married couple, are you keeping your marriage fresh still after 48 years, and how are you dealing with the stresses of having a business at the center of your marriage? Well, it's easy. I mean, we, we travel. It's easy. Yeah, it's easy. <laughs> Those words never yeah. been Those, said about yeah, marriage that's ever. That's the male perspective. Yeah, after 48 years, I can tell you, it, it, it gets pretty easy. Well, we, I, Sarah likes to travel, and she likes to go places like on short trips. And so every month we try to go somewhere, even might just be for a weekend or whatever, just to get away and just to spend time with one another. And, uh, you know, we, we went down to Tulsa. We're here. We go to Kansas City. We've been to uh, Denver. We've been to Vegas. We go, you know, we go to a lot of different places. And that kind of keeps us, uh, keeps us fresh and kind of keeps our mind uh, away from the business and on each other. As far as... Uh, Something I want to share with you is kind of funny. Our children are all grown, you know, and I remember telling them, we bought an Office Bright franchise, and we're going to be doing working this franchise, and every one of our children said, are you crazy? What? what you guys are supposed to be retired. You're not supposed to be working now. You're, you guys are retired. 
And I said, well, you know, I'm building this business up, and someday it'll be yours. And you know what they all told me? We don't really want it, Dad. <laughs> we don't want your business, you know? So it's, it's, just, it's just kind of a, a, a funny deal that, that we're, we're really doing it. We're going it alone with God's help. Well, and I think having worked together for 15 years before we became undone true. and redone. This is true. Um, we learned so much. About each other. About yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the difference, not only in a male-female perspective, yeah. but well, I for, don't... For example, let's just I say I, I have one of my managers in my office, or I have an employee in my office, and I'm talking to him. I'm pretty firm. <laughs> I like they, his face yeah, when he said that. They'll, they'll talking leave, to him. They'll leave my office, you know. Guess <laughs> the next person walks into my office, Sarah. Did you really mean to do that? Is that exactly the way you feel? You think you should have said that? You think you should, maybe should have talked to me about that? You know, before we had that conversation with that manager, that employee, I think you probably need to bring him back in, talk to him again. You know, and this time have a different, more have more of a godly way that you're talking to him. You know, don't don't be so mean. Yeah, recenter. So, she, so I always knew. I always talked. I got to where I was talking to Sarah. I'm going to talk to so and so before I bring him in. What do you think about this situation, Sarah? Well, I think you should do this. Okay, thank because you. you do have a different perspective. You do. You do. You know, it's just Women the way do. God has put a female together and uh, put a male, and it it you do. It's, and I it's, think we learned that that yeah. that was in the beginning. Yeah, was a whole lot different and yeah. that's and that's a huge thing because you got to learn how to as i say you know we had to learn how to dance together in absolutely you and you guys have learned that but yeah. now take it to this new place where you're in leadership together it's your organization um how are you now see able as leaders to minister to the people that work for mm. you good question one thing one thing that lyle lyle's strength he he just has such a heart for it, he's not competitive within the industry so it doesn't matter to him if someone is down the road from us and could potentially you know take business it's not a typical franchise in that you're just real controlling mm-hmm. over real a competitive territory but what i don't know if he recognizes but i've seen since the redone part is he just, we get phone calls all the time, all the time, um, from new franchise owners. Also from some older ones. And sometimes. older ones yeah. that just want to talk. And so yeah. I think God, God really gave him the tools that he needed. And from those 15 years, mm-hmm. and he was very successful before he was a business owner. And so giving having those tools that he can now help mentor um and you know they're not being charged for that so it's not we're not gaining in yeah, that it's, sense it's, it's like you're being taken off the shelf and saying okay i'm going to reuse that I'm yeah repurpose that yeah thing. and and you're the vessel that god's using to help other other franchises and because even though you're new as a franchise owner you've been in the industry absolutely you've had the experience absolutely. right and you can speak but, that into but, other people but, but trust me we have our own struggles. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when you when you when you you have, said marriage was easy less than no, five I mean, minutes. I mean, <laughs> I mean business business struggles. Okay, not marriage struggles. No, okay. When right. I have to sit down, well, tell Sarah, and I, I said we've got this payroll. I've got to make this next week. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm might be a little short. Sarah Sarah says, okay, you need to be praying about that to get that taken care of. You know, or we're we're starting a new business and we have to have capital up front to do that. We have to have equipment or whatever. Uh, 
she's very supportive in that area, and we don't really have any conflicts in that. So that's that's very beneficial. What an amazing story! Love hearing it. We got lots more to come as we ask Lyle and Sarah Squires. Hey, how has the Lord shown you how to turn your business? into a ministry. You're listening to I Work For Him as we talk with Lyle and Sarah Squires from Topeka, Kansas. I think you guys are our first guest from Topeka, Kansas. We're talking about their story, really life story. 48 years married, four kids. How many grandkids? Three. Three. How <laughs> any, why'd you have to look at each other to figure that out? Because, because our children are spaced so far apart. I want so a boy. You want a boy grandson? Yeah. You want a grandson? Grand, grand girls. So, yeah. so no, grand, no great-grandchildren yet then? No. 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 Okay. no. We're not that old. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> what? But it, it just depends. Right. That's right. Move okay. on, baby. All right. I'm moving on. Okay. <laughs> what does it feel like? What does it feel, what does it feel like for what? To now have the business be... How, how can be how a ministry, ministry to other how, people? Okay, so there's We're the, there's the your question. question. <laughs> I was I knew where I was going. Yeah. Sarah and I are going to take yeah. over. If any of you'd like to call so Sarah, in and become a, <laughs> call the listener line eight six six seven one three ninety six seventy five. Call and tell people how sorry you feel for me today. <laughs> All right, forty eight years you've been married. Uh, at thirty years of marriage, you retired, Lyle, and then worked for somebody else for a number of years. Then you retired again. And started you two working together again as an Office Pride franchisee. At what point in time in that timeline, when, whether you're when you were working at FedEx and Sarah, you were working. What other kind? Of, where were you working before? You said you had a career before you and Lyle. Yes, I was a trainer in the disability field for families that have children with disabilities. Okay, so. so at what point in time in your careers did you realize that God wanted to be a part of your work? We're on radio. You, you can't. <laughs> I, don't, I know. I was like, I think we took a lot for granted, and we, don't, we're, we're, we weren't really worried about that. But once we got our own business and we started our own, our own franchise, God had to be a part of it then. So, yes. until, so all those years you worked at the first time in the commercial business, Lyle, nobody had ever taught you how much managing all those people really, no. you were a pastor. No. You, you know, I mean, did ever anybody speak that India? Not really. We were we just on cruise control. Just mm. running through our life, you know, trying to trying to get to the end of it, you know, where we could just drop off and do what we wanted to do. And then all of a sudden, you know, God turned that upside down and he said, no, I'm not done with you guys yet. No, I'm done with you. And and I think he was the one that made these financial things that I had to reconsider it. And so then we're now, now we have a franchise. And so but it was the best thing that ever happened to us, but, the best thing. But how did wow. you make the paradigm shift, Sarah, to recognizing that your work, this Office Pride franchise, which is your business, that it was really a business dream? Well, because in the previous workforce, you were not ever necessarily allowed to speak about your Christianity or your beliefs. Um, you know, there was always some clause somewhere in a contract that you had signed that you know, you couldn't necessarily speak or say anything about Christ. And so once this happened with this franchise, and because it's Christian-based and Christ-based, it's just opened up. I mean, we haven't ever not... People, people that have been around us, I would hope that they would know that we were Christians and what our beliefs were, but we weren't necessarily free mm-hmm. to in just the, talk the, about that. In the workplace. That. Yeah, in the workplace. There was and, restrictions. We yeah, couldn't say. And now we don't have those restrictions. Yeah, we're free from that. And what's sad is that both of you were taught a lie. 
because actually, by you know, your ability to share your faith was limited. You couldn't use a two by four and beat people with a Bible, but you really. I mean, we've had guys on the air, and, and I just wanted to stop and highlight this for a second. There are lots of people listening to the show today, just like you guys, in the middle of an organization, and you've been told you can't, you can't proselytize. Ah. Right. But you can pray for people. Yes. And you can touch their lives, and, outs- and you can befriend them so that outside of the workplace, you can do all kinds of proselytizing and befriending people. And, and that's something that we don't get taught enough at church, to recognize that no matter what your job is, there's really a tremendous amount of ministry potential there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that they may tell you that you can't proselytize, yet you can minister to people without proselytizing people. That's true. And then they That's can true. ask That's true. you. I agree with that. And they can ask you, and well, yeah. why? Yeah. And then you can tell them, because but if the they da- ask why, then you can tell them. But the danger is just, and this is where, you know, it, this is why I love these conversations, for our listeners to listen in mm-hmm. and hear that, you know, we all believe something that may not, we maybe just take it at face value and go, okay, I'm just not going to, I'm going to not... You know, make any waves, not going to mess anything up, but not know what you can do. Exactly. And so that's the conversation. Dig in a little bit deeper and find out what you can do and and pray and ask the Lord to reveal what that is, even if there are written restrictions that you've agreed to in an employee handbook. I agree with that. But Office Pride, they encourage you to live out your faith. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. So yeah. what have you learned about running a business tree? Because I know they don't use that term, but that really describes what you do. You're running a business, but yet you've got, how many employees do you have now? We have 21, 22 employees. 22 okay, so employees. you're taking care of 22 families, right. which they, you know, if they average, the, the typical family's got four people in it, so also you've got 80 people you're really taking care of with your business. How do you live out your faith intentionally with those 21, 22 employees? Well, we take care of our employees. We, we, we love on our employees, and, we, and we, we spend time with them. We notice them. We, 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 we uh, give them attention, you know, and they know that we're, that we're praying for them. You know, we don't hide that we're Christians. You know, we don't hide that we're a Christian business. Even when we talk to our customers, we tell them the same thing. Mm-hmm. This is a Christian-based business. And so we feel like our level of commitment is much higher than what it was when we were in the secular world. And it you allows know. us, because we're business owners, to really do some things outside of the box that a normal corporate company doesn't necessarily do for their employees. We we take much more interest in our employees than we ever did when we were working for a secular company. Much more. Because we know that, like you said, we control their future, their family, their purse strings. And so we're very cognizant of that. You know, we want to make sure that that they're happy working for us. So your faith is shaping your culture. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 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 And, and, and it's something we talk about real openly Absolutely. Um, to all of our employees. I guess the other thing I've noticed different, because a lot of our employees um, have returned to work for us, our previous employees, is that they seem to have more freedom to just call us. Like if they get in a pinch, like if they don't have, if their car conked out or we actually just had an employee that had a open heart surgery. Yeah. Mm. And so last week, and so Lyle took him to the ER, but he had no family. So Lyle became the, the POA on Mm. him. Power of attorney. Yeah. And he, and we put him on every prayer list. I mean, not only our office pride, but every prayer list, which we have friends across the country. And so, and that's the first thing I told him when, he, whether he necessarily wanted to hear it or not. When, when it came out, 
he shouldn't have lived. Church. He should yeah. not have lived. And we, had God, a chance, we had a chance to witness to him. Yes, and God had his hand on this man from the very first instance of this medical emergency, and you could just see it. And the doctors and the nurses told us the same thing. And so when he finally woke up, I said, you have no idea how many people have been praying for you. You shouldn't have lived. And you're here, and you need to know you're here because Jesus Christ is, has his, you know. Yeah, like, and, I, and I told him, I said, you know, you walked up to death's door, you opened it, and then God pulled that door shut, pulled you back and said, not yet, mm. not yet. You're not going to die yet. I've got, st- I've got something for you in mind. And he took that all in. Now, how much of a seed did that plant? I'm not sure. Is that going to change his life? I have no idea. But it gave me the opportunity to be yep. able to talk to him that way. And I never would have talked to him before yeah. if I was working in a secular company. I would never said that to him. But I, have the, I, have the, I, I can do that now. You know, mm. which is okay, which is great, actually. Well, and as business owners, we also, if we see an employee doing above and beyond an average job, we can reward them. You know, we're not under, uh, yeah, yeah we're our, hands, our hands aren't bound. Yeah. We can do whatever we want, you know, as, 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 as business owners. Right. So in this final minute, um, talk to our listeners. What is something you want them to hear that um, can encourage them. Maybe they're looking at being done. Maybe they're looking at uh, finding a new opportunity. Whatever that might be, whether it's in your field or something different. Speak to our listeners. Lyle, start with you. Um, Just give them a word of encouragement. Well, I would just say that, you know, I was 65 years old and I thought I was done. But again, like I said earlier, I I was really on the shelf and God said, not yet. He pulled mm-hmm. me off that shelf and said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use you. I wanna, you're not done yet. And if you feel that way, don't feel that way. Because like you say, there's no place in the Bible that says there's a certain age you have to retire. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Sarah, how about you? I think if, if you really are feeling like you're at that point in your life that you do need to get before God one-on-one and just really earnestly pray for guidance and direction because Mm. he'll be faithful he'll lead you through it and he'll open the doors that need to be opened um it can benefit so many more people than you can ever do on your own if you just allow god to work excellent 48 years of marriage one word to describe what's one thing you've done to help keep it successful sarah one word Mm. in our marriage yeah in your marriage Communication. Yeah. Lyle. I'd say the same you thing. You can't say the same thing. One other thing. Come I'm on, someone else. He's I communicating just, I, communication. All right. All right. There you go. Lyle and Sarah Squires, you guys really appreciate you guys coming on. I work for him today for Topeka, Kansas. Thanks for sharing your story. Really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. And make sure you check out Office Pride online, officepridefranchise.com, officepridefranchise.com. Maybe you want to be done, but you're not, but you got an opportunity to not be done. Check out Office Pride online, officepridefranchise.com. You've been listening to I Work for Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online, iworkforhim.com. I work the number number four, him.com.